Welcome to another inspirational podcast at Real Life Church. For more great content and updates, visit reallifechurchkc.com. Well, good morning, Real Life. We are so excited that you are here to worship with us. All right, we are going to get started today. Have you get on your feet? We are going to worship and sing praises to our God who can do anything this morning. So whether you're here with us in person or here joining us online, we'd love for you to worship along with us in a celebration of all God can do. Just 
thankful to be able to serve our God for endless days as we lift our hands and worship to him this morning.
heaven. Well, hey, we are so excited to see you this morning and just worship God with you. It's our honor that you chose to spend your morning here with us. And there's another group of people. They are joining us online. Hey, Real Life Church Online, we see you. We're excited to spend the day with you as well. Everyone in the room, come on, let them hear you online. Let's, that's right, let them know they're welcome. Well, hey, before you guys take a seat, uh, go ahead and spend the next 30 seconds or so just saying, hey, meet and greet somebody around you, and then you can have a seat. a seat. Well, hey, if this is your first time here with us at Real Life Church, man, it's just so honored that you chose to spend your day with us. You really are honored guests in the house today. And I want to invite you to take that connection card. It's either in your seat or maybe you scooched it over to the seat next to you. But go ahead and grab that. This really is the best way for us to help you feel at home and get connected here. You can fill out however much uh, information that you're comfortable with and then make sure and check that box that says first time here. Man, we don't want to do anything weird. We just want to follow up with you, send you a letter and a text and just help you feel welcome here at Real Life Church. If you call Real Life Church home, this card is for you as well. Go ahead and fill your name in and you can check that box. It says regularly attend. And hey, here's why. We don't want anybody to turn those cards in alone. And like I said, it really is just the best way for our team to connect with you, to pray for you. Then we have a whole team that meets throughout the week that sends handwritten letters to everybody who turns in a prayer request. It really is an honor for us uh, just to be able to connect with you. And man, it would just mean the world to us if you guys would take some time to fill out those connection cards. Um, there'll be an opportunity towards the end of the gathering for you to drop those in the giving buckets as they pass. Also, if you are new with us, we have a free gift just for you. Uh, on your way out, right by the front door, there's an opportunity to come to our five-minute meet and greet. You can hang out with Pastor Sean. It's an awesome time to meet him and a few of our other leaders. And hey, we would just love to see you there. Hey, we are a church on a mission, and that mission is to see people far from God discover their real life and purpose in Jesus. And that's because souls matter to God. People really are the heartbeat of who God is, and he came not just for those who have their lives all put together and, and perfect, but he came for the broken and the messy and, the, and all the chaos and the hurt. Um, he came for those people as well. We really are a church that just exists to see the prodigal come home. And we gather on Sunday mornings just to get encouraged, to pray for each other, to worship together, uh, to hear an awesome message from the Bible each week but then with a purpose to scatter and go be the hands and feet of Jesus to our city. And hey, today is such an awesome day. We get the honor of, of celebrating our graduating class of 2023. Man, we're pumped to have our graduates in the house and their parents. There you go, there's one lone clap. Come on, there we go. We're gonna take some time here in a few minutes just to highlight our grads, and then we're gonna hear an amazing message from Pastor Sean about how to live a life fully surrendered to Jesus as you consider your future. But hey, before we do that, I want you to check out this video from our youth coordinator, Carrie Cubley. Check it out. Today is such 
a special day. We get to celebrate our 2023 grads. I am so sad that I don't have the opportunity to be here today, but I am really excited to get the opportunity to celebrate all that God has done in the lives of these teenagers from the time they were kids to now, and to really just push forward and see all that God does through their lives after graduation. As their youth coordinator, I've had the amazing opportunity to get to know many of these teens on a personal level, hear their heart, hear their story, and really just push them and encourage them into this next incredible, exciting phase in their lives. As you guys know, being a teenager can be really, really hard. And this transition into adulthood can be even crazier. And at Real Life Church, our goal is to partner with these families, to partner with these teenagers, to really just equip them and go alongside them in this next incredible, amazing step that they have into adulthood. Today, we have an incredible opportunity to celebrate that. You guys are gonna get a chance to hear a little bit about their stories, to get to hear about their hopes and their dreams and really everything that they have in store for the years to come. You guys will also get to hear all of the impact that you guys as a church here at Real Life have gotten to make in their lives. You'll get to hear from some of our leaders who are just gonna share their heart with you on just how we as a church can partner and encourage them and just help to be a part of their life from now all the way through adulthood. We are so proud of each and every one of them and we can't wait to kick this day off and just celebrating them really big in a huge way. Part of that today too is an amazing special moment. We get to just pray over them and just encourage them. So don't be shy. Try to find one of them after the gathering and just really encourage them in everything that they've been to real life and everything that we now get to be for them and their families as they start this next chapter in their lives. Would you guys give it up for me for our amazing graduating class of 2023? Test. All right, the class of 2023, it pushes our own graduating class a year back. That's always fun. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard, but we've had some pretty incredible teens at Real Life. You guys probably know uh, a lot of them. And a few of them are about to take an exciting step into adulthood as they graduate. Uh, <laughs> do I hear an amen? Okay. Okay, I'm talking about the class of 2023, as Carrie mentioned. Uh, some of you uh, to the class of 2023, we, we actually introduced them to the first uh, session as well. And so this is our opportunity at the second gathering to uh, give it up for them. Uh, so they've heard me say, you know, some of them started out dreaming about becoming teachers, doctors, astronauts, or even the president. Uh, but along the way, they chose to follow an even more important path, and that's the path to follow Jesus. I know your parents are so proud of you as the people, um, not only of who you've become, but we're even more excited to see where God takes you guys next. Uh, so it is an exciting time, and we want to celebrate with you guys uh, one more time and spend a few moments recognizing all of your hard work. Um, I'll say their names here in a minute, and whenever I do, if the, uh, the student will come up and the parents will please stand to your feet while your student is recognized on the stage. But first, to start things off, Carrie's asked a few of our 2023 graduates to share some words with you guys today. So please join me in welcoming Coleman Hardy. Good morning, Real Life. How are y'all doing? I'm the graduating son of Baron Christy Hardy. I'm assuming you've heard of them. They're kind of popular here. Yeah, right there. 
Before real life, I went to a different church, and we left them to start up this church with Sean and a whole bunch of others. I honestly had no idea what to expect. Given that it was like six years ago, and I only recently learned what it means to be a church, that's kind of expected. And honestly, I couldn't be more pleasantly surprised at what this church has become. I've watched this church grow for nearly five and a half years, and it's been amazing to see the changes it has brought to people's lives, and I'm excited to continue seeing the changes God has on others even after my graduation. Many changes I have personally seen were through real-life youth group. I've watched a youth group strengthen kids' relationships with God in a, from a, a lot of different locations. First, starting at the, Germain, at the Germain's house, where they're at, right there. They were our first, they were our first location, and... It was pretty cool. Uh, now, the youth has found a permanent place, the Hope Center, which you should check out. It's also pretty cool. Connections that I've seen develop through the leaders and kids is something that couldn't have happened without God's work. I haven't only seen his amazing work in the youth group, in the youth group though. I've seen him do, I, I have seen him bring a great community of people here to worship him. I truly discovered my relationship with God through youth group, but I have found my relationship with community here in the church. And as a graduate, I will never forget the relationships that I've created in the youth, the church, and with God. Thank you. That was pretty good. Coleman uh, has come a long way in the years I've been uh, helping out with the youth boys. So it's, it was a great, for those of you who don't know, asking boys to pray in youth group uh, sometimes is challenging. You know, everybody gets really quiet. And uh, a few months ago, I said, does anybody want to close us out in prayer? And uh, of course, I'm getting ready to start, and Coleman says, I'll do it. I'm like, it's wonderful. That's an answer to a prayer. And now he's graduating. So anyway. All right, so then the next uh, special kid that's going to uh, be joining us uh, is Becca Halford. (laughs) Senior 2023. Good morning. First, I would like to thank Carrie for the opportunity to be able to speak today. I'm thankful to share about the impact that real life has had on my life, and I would like to continue to go to church and follow my faith with my roommate and my best friend. I will always think of real life as church and home. I remember when I first started to go here, I was not old enough to go to youth, so I watched the kids in the gym while everyone else was preparing for church. I... Also, once I got older, I started going to youth. I got to meet so many friends that I still talk to to this day. Real life youth got me through some of the toughest times I've had or faced so far, bullying and doubts about my future. When I was at youth group, I felt like I was heard and that the people had same beliefs as me. I will always be grateful for the things I've learned and the people I've met. At this moment, I'm not completely certain about my plans for God after school but I plan to stay active in church. I love to give a huge thanks to my parents for pushing me to be the best I can be. It may have, I may have gotten us into church, but they pushed me to come, even if it takes some coffee. I know that they both want me to be the best version of myself. They pushed me to come to church and know how the impact of God have in my life. Thank you for everyone who is a part of Real Life Church and has made this impact on me now and in the future. Thank you. Can you imagine being 18 and coming up on stage? Uh, Good job to Coleman and Becca. 
All right, I will call out, uh, again, our graduates' names. When I do, please join me on stage. And then again, parents, if you're here, please stand to your feet while your student is recognized. So we will start with our first speaker, Coleman Hardy. Here he comes. Coleman, as he pointed out, is the son of Barry and Christy Hardy. He's graduating from Belton High School and plans to attend MCC Longview. He's going to miss seeing people he has known since kindergarten and sports. He will not miss non-important assignments, which apparently he makes the determination of what's non-important. <laughs> he is thankful for Noah Baird who impacted his faith and would like to thank his parents for the lessons they taught him and providing for him. If he could do anything and not fail, he would like to become fluent in a foreign language so he could reach more people for Christ. Becca Halford. Becca is the daughter of Robert and Tammy Halford. She is graduating from Ray Peck High School and plans to attend Northwest Missouri State University with a major in pre-nursing and a minor in psychology. She is considering a career as an ER nurse or a PEDS nurse. She is going to miss mid-class naps and will not miss the attendance lady because she's always late. She would like to thank Tanya Taylor and Christy Hardy for always being there to help her. Audrey Schmitz. Audrey is the daughter of Dan and Mindy Schmitz. She is graduating from Belton High School and plans to attend community college at MCC Longview and is considering a major in business, art, film, or something else creative. She's going to miss seeing her teachers every day and hanging out with her friends, especially the ones in lower grades. She says she will not miss waking up early. She would like to thank Carrie Cubley, Christy Hardy, and Coleman Hardy for having a significant impact on her Christian walk, and she wants to keep God first in all her plans and decisions. Alexis Ballantyne. Alexis is the daughter of Michael and Autumn Ballantyne. She is graduating from Ray Peck High School and plans to attend Northwest Missouri State University with a major in special education. She's going to miss seeing her friends, but will not miss waking up early for math class. She is grateful to the Halford family for introducing her to church and being a second family to her. If she could do anything for God and not fail, she would pursue working in youth ministry. Nathan Bowen. Nathan is the son of Linda Bowen. He is graduating from Belton High School and plans to attend MCC Maple Woods where he will play baseball. He's going to miss playing baseball in high school. He will not, however, miss math. He would like to thank his friends and family for having a positive impact on his Christian walk. Alex Slicester. Alex is the daughter of Randy and Jamie Elkins as well as Donnie and Brandy Bollinger. She is graduating from Belton School and plans to attend Longview Community College with a major in nursing. She's going to miss having the ability to feel like a little kid. She says she will not miss the toxicity of her classmates uh, and that her parents have had made a huge impact on her Christian walk. She would specifically like to thank her parents, grandparents, and boyfriend Nathan for showing her love and support over the years. And Herschel Loveland. Herschel is the son of Randy Smith and Carrie Loveland. He is graduating from Ray Peck High School and plans to either go into the automotive industry or become an electrician. And as I told him between gatherings, he will make a lot of money doing that. He is going to miss being with his friends and making memories. He will not miss his teacher waking him up from a good nap. He is thankful for Pastor Sean, Diane, and Real Life Church, all of us as a whole, for making him feel welcome and at home even though Randy is his dad. <laughs> they made me say that. So. <laughs> All 
All right, so to the graduating class of 2023, we are so proud of each of you and cannot wait to see all God does and through your life. And to riff for a second. So, you know, as a youth member or leader, these kids are graduating from us, but they are going to become part, and they already are part of the bigger church, right? So now it's all of our responsibility to, you know, help these adults out and uh, being part of our church. So let's give it up one last time for these 2023 graduates. And at this time, I'd like to invite the real life youth leaders to the stage where we'll have a special moment of prayer over our graduates. Hey, we give it up for our youth team. Come on. Randy, we're wondering if you're crying yet, so. <laughs> I love you, man. But you graduates, uh, man, excited for guys in your future. Uh, it's been fun watching you guys grow. Uh, some of you guys have been here for a long time, and uh, it's cool to see how God moves and uh, speaks through your life. I just encourage you guys to stay close to God. Uh, you're in a tough season, you know, launching out in the, the world. Um, a lot of endings, but a lot of beginnings. And I believe today is just the beginning of just walking into your future with Jesus. And so stay close to Jesus, stay clean, and make him number one in your life. And uh, man, we're behind you. I speak for everybody up here on stage uh, in our church. Uh, you have a home here. Uh, we love you guys. And I where you roam, what happens, um, we always love you guys and believe the best in you and care for you. So uh, parents, where's my parents at? Where's my parents? Stand up for your parent of a graduate today. Stand up. Come on, give it for our parents. These guys. We're going to do some special day, and uh, we're going to spend some time just praying over our parents and for our graduates. Uh, and it's just a, really a time of transition is bittersweet, right? You see little baby boys grow up, girls grow up, and you kind of send them out. And you get to move into a spot where you get to coach and mentor. And you're still a parent. Always be a parent. But uh, it's just different as they, they move out of your home and all the, the things that God has for them. But I want to just spend time praying for you guys as a church and also for our graduates on stage. And uh, it's just a special time to pray over them for wisdom, especially for these guys with the decisions to make next, following God their life. Uh, pray for hedge protection around them for the things of Christ. Uh, God knows there's a... The devil knows there's a mark on their backs as Christians. I mean, to be 18 years old and come on a church stage in, in our culture uh, is, is, is pretty remarkable. And so to continue to live that out in their life, uh, they got a lot of things pulling against them. So just, you know, stay away from the fiery darts of the devil, right? Like, falling God hard. Uh, they need our prayers. And so part of just praying over people is they know we're for them, we're behind them and encouraging them. So what I do is invite you as a church, and you look around and see the parents, you may know some of them. If you do, I encourage them to go to them. Uh, get your arm around them, put your hand on their shoulder. If you don't know them, just stand by them. And uh, if you're comfortable praying out loud, man, man, pray one of those Jesus prayers, you know what I'm saying? Like just lay some, some grace and mercy and just speak some life into this generation. These guys have done a lot of work to get to this point, and it's just the beginning of what God's doing. And so I encourage the church to go ahead and stand up and uh, find somebody down the floor to pray over. Uh, put your hand on them. Let them know you're for them, you're behind them. Um, we're going to do a song. We're just going to take a little bridge or just a reprise of the song. And just as we play the song, we're going to ask you to pray. Uh, if you don't know what to pray, just stand by and let them know you're with them. Uh, if you you kind of lost what to do, man, just worship and sing to Jesus. And, uh, man, we're excited for to see what God's going to do in this generation. This is their time and their season. And so as the band leads us, man, pray over them, let them know, give them heaven. Come on, somebody.
Come on, just give some glory to Jesus today. Come on, let them know you love him. Come on. They're hugging it out, man, hugging it out. And we love you guys. And you guys can keep standing for a moment here because we're going to do one last song before you all do the up downs. Oh, man, we love you guys. And, uh, man, love our graduates. Give one more time for our graduates today. Come on. You guys can make your way down and hang out with your parents and all that. But I would encourage you guys, um, we're going to do a song today that's uh, really a kind of an anthem kind of song of surrender. And I know when you're 18 and you're trying to figure out life, it's all about the future and where you're going to go and what, what God's going to do. And so this song is one of those songs that really can um, move a generation. I had a song that was in my life when I was 18 that just spoke to me, and I believe this is one of those songs today. And if you're struggling a season of wondering, like, is this, can I trust God with my future? Like, what's the next step? And you don't know where to go. The Bible says that Jesus will direct your steps. And so this song is really a song of surrender. Whatever you came in the house with that you're carrying, you just lay at the feet of Jesus. You just give it to God, and God will move in your life, and God will take that burden or that weight away from you, and God can move. And so this is one of those songs I just encourage you, man, just lay it out for Jesus. Let's speak to your soul. This song came out during COVID. It was actually recorded right before COVID, and God just knew what he was doing. And uh, put it out right in the, one of the toughest seasons. Uh, it was written by some, uh, man, just some men of God. Uh, Matt Redmond has hands on this. I don't know if you know Matt Redmond, old school style, right? And he has fingers on the song and lots of other artists. And uh, I want to encourage us to worship big today. Just give, give your heart, man, surrender to him. Uh, this song is called Available. And uh, just make yourself available to Jesus as we worship.
today? Whoa. <laughs> you guys available today for Jesus? Come on. There is no greater spot you can be in your life than being available for God to use your life. I mean, I don't know, no care where you're at in life, right? If you just put your hands out and say, Jesus, I mean, I don't know what tomorrow's gonna bring, but today you have today. And wherever you say to go, I'm gonna go. You lead me, I'm gonna lead you. I'm gonna follow wherever you ask me to go. Uh, wherever college, wherever person asked me to date, whatever career you want me to go into, wherever you want me to live, wherever live my life, the people you want me to talk to, I'm gonna have the courage and the boldness just to step out. And uh, it's really kind of the opposite of a hiker's prayer. And if you've been hiking before, it's always, Lord, you pick them up, I'll put them down, right? And this is one of those prayers where it's like, Lord, I'll pick them up and, and you put them down, wherever you want me to go. And so I wanna invite you in this moment just to surrender to Jesus. Uh, maybe you've never done this, or maybe it's been a long time, or maybe you're just living in the spirit of God. But I just invite you just to put your arms out, just open palm, and just, just tell God you can have my life. God, I surrender to you. God, you give it all for me. You've paid it all for me. You made a way for me. And so, God, I dare not hold on to my life. God, I just give you everything. God, I'm surrendered to you today. God, use me as see fit. God, here I am. Just use me. I'm available today. And I pray this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Give it up for Jesus one more time. Let him know you love him. Come on. Man, you guys can be seated. Uh, what a special day uh, for our grads and look into the future. And I'd ask the question, how available are you for God? Uh, how willing are you to say yes to Jesus? If Jesus spoke to you today and he said, hey, this is the direction to go, how many of you just go, boom, I'm up. I'm out of my seat. I'm following Jesus. I'm running out the door. I'm ready to go. I see the hands you guys, but that's me. And that's really the goal for the day. Do you leave here surrendered to Jesus? I love this song. I love the heartbeat of this song, the truth of this song, the, the passion, and, the, and really just uh, the feel of this song. And uh, it's it just so heartfelt. And I love the words of this song. I, I hear you call. I hear the spirit of God in my life. I hear, I hear the heartbeat of, of Jesus in my ears to God. Uh, my heart's fixed on the Bible, the things of Christ. And I just listen to your voice. And so I can run toward things of Christ. And it just, I'm available. Uh, I just say yes to you, Lord. Come on, somebody, right? Just say yes to Jesus. And uh, you know, you say yes, yes to Jesus when you get saved, but you say yes to Jesus every step of the way as you follow Christ. And so uh, I'm just available to be used by God. And there's a it's just a fantastic passage of scripture that just speaks to my heart. It's uh, very special for me. Uh, actually, this is the first scripture ever memorized in the Bible. And uh, you're not too far behind because I didn't memorize the first scripture until I, until I graduated high school. Uh, for all you grads out there, you're ahead of me. If you know one verse by memory, come on, somebody. Uh, you're doing great. Uh, but on the way to Bible college, visiting Bible college, I actually memorized my first scripture. And uh, that's what it took to get there, right? It's like, man, I, I better know Jesus. And so I, I jumped in on this scripture, and it's just so profound for today, but it's Proverbs 3, uh, 5, and 6. And so I want you to just put this in your heart. Uh, for your graduates, uh, maybe as adults, this might be the first scripture you ever memorized. Come on, somebody. I don't know if you know the Bible enough to say, me and Diane were flying home, uh, she's not here anymore, but we flew home uh, from Phoenix last night, and I don't know, we got in this weird, like, nerdy, like, Christian conversation about, like, hey, I'm going to name a verse, and you quote it, <laughs> and so everybody around us was probably completely annoyed, uh, but we, I was like, hey, check this one out, check this one out, check this one out, and she's like, it's something like this, and something like this, and uh, I, I get the cheat code because I get to write the message every week, right, um, but it's just so much fun knowing the Bible. Like, man, it's amazing how many scriptures you can know. But put this in your heart today. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord. How? Help me out. With, with all your heart. Uh, it doesn't say with 99% of your heart, half your heart. Uh, once you finish your own plan, your own path, with every fiber in your being, come on, somebody, we're supposed to trust in Jesus. That's with everything. 
You know, if you're anxious or afraid or nervous, that means there's room to trust Jesus, amen? Because you're worried about the future. And so this Bible says, the Bible says just, just give it to God, just trust him in your life. It says, lean not on your own understanding. Uh, I mean, just back away from your own plans uh, that you've come up with, back away from your, all the stuff you figured out, back away from your knowledge, and just trust Jesus. Uh, I, I think about this often that uh, in the scientific world, like we know less than 1% of everything there is to know in the universe. We know nothing about like dark matter, dark energy, zero. We know nothing about these things. And so any scientists agree, we probably know less than 1% of everything there is to know. And so when you go off to college as a graduate or into the world and they start telling you like, hey, this is how it should be and this and this, it's like, dude, you don't know nothing, right? I mean, and we, I know the one who knows everything, amen? I know Jesus, and so I'm just going to step out on, oh, with faith in Jesus. And the Bible actually makes it really clear. It says in the Psalms, it, it says, the fool has said in their heart, there is no, help me out. Oh, this is one of the scriptures you got to memorize. I like that. The fool says in heart, there is no God. And, and, and so if you're going to college and they round the board the first day of class, if, you, if you've been there, um, they'll make round the board there's no absolute truth, which is an absolute truth, which was kind of fun to write that, right? Um, but, but the reality is this, the world's going to say, hey, this, this doesn't exist, and that's just too narrow-minded and all these things. But the reality is there is room for them to be wrong because we don't know enough. But the Bible says that we can trust him. We don't, we don't lean on understanding, but we lean on Jesus. It says in all our ways we submit to him. We say, yes, Lord, like this song said. And uh, the reality is that's, that's hard for us to do because we've got our own plans and our own ways of doing things, right? And then at the end of the day, it says that Jesus, that God, will make your path straight. I love like the New King James, King James says, he will direct your steps. Come on, somebody. <laughs> We're going to old school, right? Uh, you guys got to memorize this passage, by the way. But he'll direct your steps. I mean, that's, that's amazing that if you want to know the plan of God, Good, the will of God in your life, you'd have to submit to him, give him your full heart, just acknowledge his ways, just I'm getting my way, and then God is going to direct your path. And I'll, I believe this full heartedly, that God wants to use your life today. You believe that today, that God wants to use your life? That we just don't show up on a Sunday, do our religious thing, and then we go back during the week and do whatever, but that God wants to use your life today. And it's not just use it like in a sense of like a general sense, like, oh, I'm forgiven, Oh, I'm going to heaven. Oh, I go to church as part of my life. No, he wants to use your life very specifically. Matter of fact, the Bible says he's going to direct every single one of your steps. That means that God wants to use your life to bring you into the right relationships, uh, to help you uh, learn who to date, uh, who to marry for sure. You better consult Jesus before you marry somebody. I, I know so many people that are, struggle with following God because they may be married before they started following Jesus or they, they weren't serious about it, didn't pray about it, didn't follow God with it. Uh, Jesus wants to direct your steps in your career. Jesus wants to direct your steps in, into your passion, your call. So every single thing we do, Jesus is just, fall, just following the voice of Jesus. And for so many people, that seems like, wow, what am I supposed to do? How do I, how do I know Jesus' voice? How do I find him? And today we're going to learn about how to quiet ourselves and how to lean into the voice of God. When I was 18 years old, uh, I was struggling. I had one foot in the world and I had one foot in heaven. I was riding the fence of Jesus. Come on, somebody, right? Like, I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to have God's way. I'm going to get double blessed. Come on, somebody, right? I'm going to get everything. I'm going to have all the money in the world. I'm going to have the power in the world. about all these things. But you've done it. And then I'm going to have Jesus. It's going to be awesome. It's, it's like the perfect couple, right? And that, that was just so natural for all of us to kind of couple the world with Jesus. And I, I remember having a full ride to school, uh, going to, to go into pre-med, to all these things. I was like, this is God's will. But I knew in my heart, like, this is my plan. Like, if you said, where does this come from? Oh, it was all me. 
I hadn't really prayed about it a whole lot. I just knew this was something I could do. I'd worked hard in high school, good grades, all stuff. And at the end of the day, I remember that summer, I surrendered my life to Jesus, been through some awesome events that God really spoke to me. When I surrendered my life to Jesus, I was so nervous that, that, that this wasn't the right thing. Like, I was so nervous that I gave my life to God, it would be lame, uh, it would be boring, it would be outdated, all these things, right? But I surrendered my life to God, and at that time, I, I remember just saying, God, you can have all the glory for my life. Like every breath in my life, I was going to give to you. Uh, I'm no longer going to make my name famous, all that. That would not be cool. Come on, somebody. That, no one's going to care about Sean Petrie, no matter what, anyway. But I'm going to make his name famous. I'm going to make his renown famous. I, I want Jesus' name to go out. And so I had to die to myself. And so really the summer after my senior year of high school, I had a funeral. I had a funeral for myself. And, and during that funeral, there was a song that just stuck in my soul that summer. I actually bought my first Christian CD. Uh, I did a lot of things that summer, right? Memorized a verse, bought a CD. And this CD I bought was just like, man, it, it was just soul building, soul affirming. And there's this one song. I don't know if you guys remember Third Day. You guys remember Third Day? Come on, somebody. We were built on Third Day. That was like the first band after Christian music was kind of wacky for a while. And it came out, I was like, wow. It went from like old school to weird to Third Day, right? And it was like, this, this actually feels like something, right? And so I had like praise and worship and really it was kind of stripped down. I kind of missed a little bit, you know. I was, I was getting a little nostalgic. I was in Phoenix this last week and I, I threw my Third Day album on like on my Spotify. And man, just started going down the rabbit trail of songs. I was like, wow, I am old, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these are so, this is 20 years ago plus, right? And Diane's like, dude, you could plug in acoustic guitar and you could worship these songs right now. So I'm going to invite Diane up. I'm just kidding. She's looking at me like, <laughs> you're not going to happen, son. Oh, man. But this song, there's a song on a Third Day Offerings 2 album called Offering. And that song was like an anthem for me that year. I mean, it just built my whole heart. Like, it just, like, I was so afraid of failing and so afraid of not making it if I trusted God. And, I mean, I had a, some relationships that had to go away. And some, not everybody was like, woo, I approve of this plan. And I was just like, me, third day, and Jesus. Come on, somebody, right? And I just kept playing that CD. And I, I think, like, this song today is like the anthem for this generation, if you let me. Like, this song we just sang is that song that could just move your heart. It's one of the songs that you can like build your life on and just remind yourself um, that you're not the center of everything. And so I would encourage you, you can get this, uh, play, play it while you brush your teeth in the morning. Come on, somebody. Uh, play it when you're nervous about the future or what to do. Play it when you're anxious as an adult and you all decisions to make. Just put this song in your heart. But I want to kind of rewind for myself. Like, this is the third day song that, I, that I was on my heart. And I just want to share it with you just the... I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to bless you with singing. Come on, somebody, right? But I was going to share the lyrics with you. Who said, come on? Who said that? Yeah, I don't rob you of a blessing. Yeah, you're really, you're going to be thankful that I don't sing on the worship team after I sing this song. So, but it says this, verse one, it says, Magnificent Holy Father, I stand in all of all I see, of all the things you created, but still you chose to think of me. Man, eight billion people on the earth, how many billions before? And Jesus is thinking of me on that cross. That Jesus loved me enough to forgive me and see me and know me and know my name and who I am. It's just, it's just, wow, thank you, Jesus. And who am I that I should suffer or that you should suffer, that you should die for me? Your very life to set me free, the only thing that I can give you is the life you gave for me. This is the only thing I can give to Jesus is the life back to Jesus. Like there's no greater gift you can give a king than yourself. There's no greater form of surrender than just handing it back to Jesus. Well, what else do you give Jesus who died on the cross for you? Besides just Jesus, just take everything. You can have the breath back in my lungs. Jesus, you deserve it all. 
said, this is my offering to your Lord, this is my offering to you, God, and I will give you my life for it's all I have to give because you gave your life for me. So I stand before you at this altar that so many of you have given more, but I may not have much that I can offer yet. What I have is truly yours. Come on, somebody. What, what a prayer of surrender, right? And I just rolled this song like over and over in my SUV, my windows down before AC. Come on, somebody. I used to say, who needs AC when you have JC, right? I mean, come on. So if it gets kind of hot in here today, just remember those words, right? I mean, it's like just putting Jesus in the middle of my life and you live on the fruit of limb, right? You just, out on, you just don't know it's gonna make it. And it's like, okay, God. And I don't know about you, but when's the last time you were in that spot? Like you just said, I'm just trusting you, God. Because God didn't call us to sit, God called us to go. God called us to bear fruit. Matter of fact, when Jesus came back from the dead, he ascended, he talked to his disciples, and he says, as the Father sent me, so I send you. Like, he wants us to go out, and that requires a sacrifice. That means I have to die to myself. But today, this song could be a song for your generation. You know, Jesus wants to use your life right now, not tomorrow, uh, not when you're 30. Come on, somebody. Not who use your 30s, but don't wait till you're 30 as a graduate. Um, don't leave church at 18 and come back when you have kids. It's easy because the world is so much fun. And I can go off to college and then when I finally turn around, it's like, oh man, I'm missing, I'm struggling, I need this. Ah, Jesus. I always encourage you, don't give some of your best years to the world. Give your best years to Jesus, amen? Give your 20s to Jesus. Like, like, just rock your school with the gospel, Right? Just rock your friends with the gospel. Just be the guy that's like, hey, I, sorry, I can't make the party, you know. I'm praying. I'm just kidding. But, you know, it's like just be the guy Be the guy that's going to bring Jesus to the culture. Just be that kind of person that's going to live it out. And so you, to have that, you have to have some substance. You've got to have some of Jesus in your life, and you've got to put that album on your heart. But Jesus wants to use your life right now. It says in Ephesians 2, it says, but because of his great love for us, because of Jesus' great love. I mean, how great was Jesus' love for us? It is enough to go to the cross. This is a type of love that somebody dies for you type of love. It's a type of love that takes nails and a thorn or crowns. It's a type of love that walks up in the garden when the disciples are taken captive and he looks at the people and says, let them go and take my life instead. I don't know if you know this, but Jesus actually gave himself for us twice because the garden of Gethsemane. He literally exchanged his life in the garden and let his disciples free so he could go to the cross. As much as Jesus loves us, and because of Jesus' great love for us, because who is rich in mercy, he made us what? He made us, okay, one person can read, I like that. <laughs> alive, there we go. He made us alive because of what God's love for us, his mercy for us. He made us alive with Christ. It said that we were dead in transgressions, we are dead in sin. It said it is by grace you have been saved. I mean, think about this verse. You've got God's great love. You've got God's great mercy. You've got God's great grace that has saved us. What other response do we have to say, yes, Jesus? God, just take my life. Use my life. You can have the breath in my lungs. Verse 1, the way the song starts out is, is really kind of interesting because it really has nothing to do about surrender, but it has everything to do about the reason most of us don't. Very first line of the song says, narrow as the road may seem. Let me think about that. Narrow as the road may seem. I mean, to the world, or like a struggling Jesus follower to, to find the way with Jesus, it, the, the road seems so narrow that it almost seems like, I'm not gonna have any fun on this road. Like this is road's just so boring or it's so outdated. Or it's, so, it, it, it's so restrictive. Like this, this, this can't be it. But the song says, narrow as it seems, 
Still, I will follow where your spirit leads me. I will go where you call me to go. Broken, as messed up my life is, as I don't feel like I'm good enough for you, God, as broken as it seems, I will give you every piece of my brokenness. God, just use my mistakes. You know, God's great at using mistakes. Have you guys ever seen this video, Tiger Woods with the, the Nike ball that stops at the hole? You guys remember that video? This is one of the greatest golf shots in history. This golf ball rolls and stops, and the Nike got like a billion-dollar, you know, like shot, and then it fell in. You guys know what I'm talking about? It's just me. I'm just that nerd that knows that. That's cool. All right. Well, before he made that shot, it's probably the most popular shot in golf in history. Probably the most popular. But before he made that shot, he actually made one of the worst shots you could ever make and stuck it into a sand trap. Believe that. So behind, like, the worst shot became the greatest shot. And that's the kind of thing that God wants to do in your life. Amen? He wants to use your brokenness in the things that we made mistakes on. And out of the rough, out of the sand traps of life, God is about to do something amazing. Amen? And that's what God wants to do in your life. Matthew 7 says this, and this is really towards the end of the Beatitudes, but when you think about obstacles, you think about obstacles in your life, like we get stuck in the sand traps, right? And we start wondering what we should do. This verse about the very first part of the song says, narrow the path may seem. I truly believe that this is probably the biggest hindrance for us to follow Jesus is that the path of God seems too lame. It seems too boring. Have you ever thought that to yourself? Like if I follow Jesus, I'm going to wear like a monk's outfit and live in a, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like I'm going to be, I'm destined to be a missionary living in a hut in Africa, which maybe God's calling you to do. Come on, somebody. But for a lot of you guys, you're like, well, man, I'm not, I'm not willing to give up all this stuff, right? And you think of follow Jesus, it means you're not going to be fulfilled. Uh, it means you're, you took a vow, a vow of poverty. Uh, it means you're not going to have any fun. It means you're just like outcast forever. I mean, we have all these thoughts of like what it means to follow Jesus. And so we're like, ah. It's just, it just costs too much. Like, it just can't be this simple. And so Jesus, he gives us this verse, and it's the end of the Beatitudes, which is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. So you have Matthew 5, 6, and 7, but this where it ends. It says, enter through the narrow gate. In the, the Bible, Jesus actually says what the gate is. I don't know if you know what the gate is, but Jesus says, I am the gate. And so what Jesus says is, enter through the gate of Jesus. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. Who knows that it's easy to float downstream. If you say yes to your friends, if you say yes to all the things that someone puts in front of you, that is called the road to destruction, amen? That's just the world. They're gonna keep selling because you keep buying. It's just gonna be there. And it's all gonna be there. And I say this, a dead fish can float downstream, amen? If you go with the flow, you're just gonna go out the sewer pipe. Come on, somebody, right? It's just what it is. It says, and many enter through it. Like this is, oh, that gate's so much fun. It's so easy. It's not restrictive. Oh, just be me. I do my thing. But small is the gate. It's just small. It narrows the road. It's talking about Jesus. Narrow is the road. Just through Jesus, which he says is the way, truth, and life. That leads to what? Yeah, narrows the road leads to life. Good job, guys. You've done better. I like that. You did it. Dan's so excited. Which leads to life. And says this, only few will find it. When you find Jesus, it's like find the greatest treasure you could ever find. Can you imagine being in your backyard and you're digging and you start hitting gold, Right? Matter of fact, let's go, to our, let's go to our neighbor's yard. It's even better. Let's say you're in your neighbor's yard playing in the sandbox and you start extracting gold. What, what are you going to do? You're going to cover it up and you're going to make a million-dollar offer on that house. Come on, somebody, right? You'd be like, man, there's something in the backyard, right? The Bible says finds, it's like finding a treasure in a field and somebody goes back and they sell everything they have to buy the field. That's what I like to find Jesus. You found the greatest treasure. You sell everything to have this treasure. And this is what this is all about. 
is I'm going to surrender my life because I found something so much more worthy than anything else. I found Jesus. It says you find life. That means you find fulfillment, you find satisfaction, you find completion, you find forgiveness, and you even find heaven, amen, when you find Jesus. That's what you get when you find Jesus. But you can't have both. You can't ride the fence and have everything in the world and everything in Jesus because that's not the things of God. It says this in verse 3 of the song. It says, for the one who gave me life, this is Jesus, nothing's a sacrifice. Nothing's a sacrifice. You know, when you give something away to God, it's called an offering, amen? It's not a sacrifice like, oh, man, I had to give this week at church. (laughs) Ah, they want my money again. No, 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 no. We get to give, amen? Oh, it's such a sacrifice. Serving, oh, so hard. Oh, man, my feet hurt. Woo, (laughs) you know? It's like, oh, no, no, no. We get to do this. Uh, This is an old quote that that says, why is serving an earthly king an honor but serving a heavenly king a sacrifice? Like, why is it? It's It's our greatest honor to serve Jesus, Amen. It says, oh, use my life how you want to, God. Have your throne within my heart, God. Make make your throne right here. Like, make my life all about you. And so don't make the mistake of waiting to follow Jesus, amen? Don't make the mistake of waiting another day to follow Jesus. Like, you you have no idea. I often think if, like, today was my last day on earth, like, what kind of business would I be doing today? If I knew, like, tomorrow that was it, I was going to go to heaven. Like, that was it. It was, like, found destination. Boom, it's going to happen, right? Like, how would I live my last days if I knew that my time was limited? And I guarantee you, I live with Jesus, amen? I think of like uh, Billy Graham, he, often, he said this in his, his dying you know, few months. He said, if I'd go back and do it again, I'd preach less and I would talk to Jesus more. I'd get with God's word and I'd pray and I'd find him and I'd seek him and I'd spend my time in his presence. That's what we gotta get back to, amen? We gotta get back to walking with Jesus. I don't know when's the last time you opened the good book. I don't know when's the last time you opened that. Got dust that off. I want. I sometimes I want to do some some sword drills here at Real Life. You know what I'm saying? You guys remember what sword drills are? Anybody, raise your hand if you know what a sword drill is. Yeah, some of you know what that is, right? You, you, oh, yeah. So you put the Bible up by its spine, and this is the sword of God. And then I'll tell you a reference, and you gotta find it. And whoever gets it first, like it's nothing, but it's awesome, right? <laughs> right? And you start doing the word of God. I started doing. Jack is six years old. I started doing sword drills with Jack. And he, he can find, like, two books in the Bible, right? <laughs> but, but I'm like, okay, Jack, you know. But just, like, get in the Word of God. Then it was awesome this week sitting down in Phoenix. Uh, I was at a conference, so I got to be in a hotel for, like, two days by myself. Thanks, Jerry. I love you. <laughs> He's exhausted. Pray for other grandparents, right? Um, but, but I got to be in a hotel by myself and, and just get in the Word of God and just commune with God and, and, and you know, just, I mean, it's just awesome fellowship. Just open the Bible with God to speak. I mean, that's what we get back to, Amen. And so if you're a young person, you're like, man, I don't know where to go with my life. Hey, dude, we didn't know either. But you just pick up this Bible and you start directing your steps, amen? God, I don't have all the answers, but God, show me. And if you don't know where to start, just open the, to the book of John. If you can't find it, there, there is a table of contents. Come on, somebody. You can use it. Just pass the maps before the glossary, right? I mean, just jump in anywhere. But I would encourage you, get in the word of God, you know? Let, let it shape your soul. Let it shape who you are. This is who we are, people of the word. And so we surrender to Jesus. And here, here's why I believe God's going to use your life today. Very specifically, it's found in Ephesians 2.10. It says, for we are God's handiwork. We are God's handiwork. We, we are God's work, amen? God put us together. It was God's will, God's breath, God's hands that intimately formed us and knit us together in the womb. He says, we are created in Christ Jesus, don't miss this, to do good works. To do good works. We're created with a purpose. 
We're created to do things in the will of God. We're created to bring heaven to earth. We're created to do soul-shaping ministry. We're created to do good things in our life. That God has a plan for you. And check it out when God did this. When God formed you and knit you and put you together, he purposed you with a plan which God prepared in advance for us. He didn't wait for you to take your ACT score to give you a plan. Come on, somebody. You're not qualified. You're not smart enough. You don't, you don't, you don't. Dude, God already purposed your life. God already has a plan for you. You don't have to have an aptitude test to follow Jesus. He, he knows his steps he has for you. He has a desire for your life. It doesn't look like the person next to you or your Instagram account or whatever cool thing you're on nowadays. I'm so old and irrelevant. Come on, somebody, right? It, 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 it's like, don't look around because it's not called, you're not called to be somebody else. You're called to be you. And if you just look at God and say, God, just use my life. Oh, man, will God use your life. I mean, the greatest movements in this country were built on people that were stoned and were crazy and out of their minds, walked down the beach in California and God got a hold of their heart and started doing something crazy. You guys, you just, you just thank you, Jesus. We had a guy in the first gathering, man, he was going fire. He's been in prison, you know. Thank you, Jesus. I'm like, dude, that's the kind of people God uses, willing to be used by God. He uses fishermen, amen? Fishermen, fishermen. We, we are qualified to be used by God, that he prepared works in advance for us. And so we just cry, here I am with open hands. I mean, counting on your graces again, never fails. Less of me and more of you. This is a scripture found in the Bible. Just want to see you move. That, that scripture, it comes out of the heart of John the Baptist. Less of me and more of you. It's found in John 3, uh, 27 through 30. It says this, to this John replied, just choked on that first gathering. But to this, John replied, this is talking about John the Baptist. He's answering a question that his followers, John the Baptist's followers, are asking him. He said, a person can receive only what is given from heaven. Like you can only get what God gives you. You yourselves can testify that I said, I'm not the Messiah, I'm not Jesus, but I'm sent ahead of him. I'm just a forerunner. I'm just a guy that makes Jesus' name famous and I disappear. Said the bride, which is the church belongs to the bridegroom. Said the friend who attends the bridegroom, the best man, all, all the groomsmen who attend the groom, it says they wait and listen for him. They do whatever he wants to do. They're just there to serve him. And it's full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. And they're full of joy when they hear the voice. This is what, this is what it's saying. John the Baptist is like, hey, we're just the best man. We're, we're just the helping out. But when Jesus shows up, when the groom shows up, we hear his voice, oh, our life is so full of joy. Our life is so full of joy. We hear a word from God. This is what he says. That joy is mine. He's probably pointing at Jesus right now. That joy is mine because I've heard Jesus' voice and now it is complete. And he makes this statement to him, about himself, but to his disciples. He said, he being Jesus must become greater and I must become less. Man, how powerful, how powerful. That the voice of God in my life must become greater and I must become less. And as he talks to the disciples, he is telling them that the voice in your life of God needs to become greater in you and all the struggles and the worries and distractions and all the planning, all the scheming, all the thoughts and anxiety needs to become less. Amen? I mean, in short, if you were to put this in my version, John the Baptist basically says, just shut up and listen. Come on, somebody. Because we were so consumed about all of us, but really we're really consumed by all of God. And He wants to direct your steps. And we got to put the heart of God in our mind and, our, and build a throne in our heart and say, God, just, just want to give you a word from you. 
If you open the Bible and God speaks, he will speak to you. You just listen for the word of God to speak and the Holy Spirit to speak and Jesus to speak. And all you gotta do is say yes. And when everybody else in the world tells you that's a dumb idea, that's how you know it's from God. Amen. Because the world is going that way. So I like to have the litmus test. If people are upset about it, it's probably not from God. If people, people don't like it, it's probably not from God. And as a graduate, it's, it's not the people that are like way out there and your enemy that's gonna stop you from knowing God. It's your best friend. It's the people you hang out with. It's the people in, God, people in life who don't follow Jesus that maybe you're close to or maybe even sitting next to. And they'll say, oh, I'll play it safe or do this. Instead of saying, okay, God, I'm gonna surrender to you. This is the heartbeat of a Christian is to put the word of God and the, the voice of God in their life to fame the name of Jesus. This song ends with this, and I don't think we did this part of the song today, but this is the song. It's, it's my joy to say yes to you, Jesus. It's my honor to say yes. Whatever it looks like, my response is yes. My response is all that I am, all that I am. Oh, let the sound of surrender fill the room. That's why I hear what people worship in our church. It's just like it's people surrendering to Jesus because we love, we love, we love to say yes to you, Lord. And we love to say yes to Jesus. That Bible says if you love him, you keep his commands. And we're, we're going, or we're giving everything we have. We give you everything we are. God, it's my prayer that my life will be an offering, will be a living sacrifice. I just give it to you, Jesus. So if you can use anything, God, you can use me. Come and have your way. Come use me how you want to. Man, what an incredible prayer to put in our hearts. Now, I, want to show, I want to give you a practical illustration. What, what's available look like? What's availability look like? And how available should we be? Well, Diane and I were flying to Phoenix on Tuesday, and Diane, she had a conference she was uh, presenting at, and we had a couple days where we hiked in Sedona. It was birthday week. Yeah, 38 strong. Come on, somebody. Midlife. Yeah. As Jerry likes to tell me, this is the best I ever feel. Come on. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> it is true, right? Right, and so we, we hiked. Uh, Diane set us out on 32 mile hikes, 32 miles worth of hikes in two days. We narrowed it down to about 22. I figured about 10 hours a day was about all these legs were gonna take me. Come on, somebody, right? And uh, so we get out there. It's like super early. We left Kane City, the new airport, at 5:10 uh, a.m. on Tuesday. So I saw two o'clock from the other side. I'd never seen it that way before, right? And so we get to the airport and we make our way to the plane and we're flying to Phoenix. And I'm doing that whole thing like this. <gasps> You know, it, it's like, you know, Dine's like, I think you're snoring, you know. <laughs> it's like, get up, you know. And so I'm just like, you know, comatose state, right? And um, it's about 15 minutes before the flight lands, and the, the stewardess, she gets on the intercom. And you could just tell instantly that, that she was concerned. Like, th there, there's something wrong. You know, you can sense urgency in somebody's voice. I mean, just like, this needs, something's happened now. And so she came in her comment and said, if anybody has medical background or experience, a nurse or a doctor, can you please make your way up to the front of the plane immediately? And so Diane's a nurse practitioner. I know that about my wife, Diane. And so I'm like this, like, and I start hearing, I'm like, mm, that sounds serious, right? And so without, this is what I didn't do. I, I didn't look at Diane and go, are you good? You, you, good? you wanna go up there now? You okay? You wanna check that out? Like we didn't do that high, that marriage eye contact, you know, the eye contact thing where you're like, you know, you kind of do that thing. It was like what's happened here earlier when I fixed the microphone, like there's this thing going. Like we, we didn't do any of that, right? I didn't have a discussion with her, like, are you willing to go up there? No, I'm in the aisle seat, you know, and she's over that window over here. And and literally, like, so hear the announcement. And my, my first reaction that like any good person is not qualified was just to get out of the way of somebody who is, amen? And so I just like click, there's the seatbelt, and I step in the aisle like super fast. 
And I just wait for Diane to like, go to the front of the plane. Now my first thought was, oh dear Lord, I hope she didn't go into the cockpit, right? Like, I'm serious, like, oh my, this is gonna be crazy, right? Like, I can, I've been in enough cockpits. I used to clean planes. Like, I, I may be able to figure this out, but I don't, I don't wanna do it, you know? So there's a lady in the front, she had passed out, like, dude, and she's okay, but she passed out, and Diane got up to her, and she did take her blood pressure, tried to figure things out, and, and this lady came to you, and, and uh, man, I was pretty, what would you say to her? Well, hello there. <laughs> and she's like, wide-eyed, and, and whatever, it, it, it would, but, but Diane got the privilege of being up there and taking care of her and everything. But I'm, I'm back like 15 rows, like doing this thing, like, oh, what's going on, right? And uh, I just remember like, dude, what a great picture of availability, right? Like just boom, somebody called and just like, duh. It was, you know, interesting. We got the plane and the stewardess, she stops us and she goes, hey, hang on. So you gotta take like a little report, city name, and some license stuff, all that. And like, hey, you got your ticket because we want to bless you. We're like, oh, free flights for life. Come on, somebody, right? <laughs> like, Southwest anywhere, forever. Come on, right? I need one of those cards. They don't even sell them anymore, but they used to, right? I know a few people who bought those, not personally, but I just know they had them. Oh, man. But, um, but she said, thank you for being available. Thank you for being able to help. But, you know, for us, for Diane, that wasn't even a choice. You know what? Do you have to even ask the question? Like, we just need somebody? Boom. You know, when you're a nurse or you're in the medical field, you took an oath to help people. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you have a responsibility now. And so for her, I mean, that wasn't just because of that, but like the heartbeat, like, we need some help. It's like, yep, we're going. We're, we are totally available, amen? And I just think about, like, if Jesus got in the intercom and called your life, and so I want you to get up out of your seat and I want you to go rescue the souls. How quickly would you get out of your seat? How quickly would you say, I'm gonna run down this altar. I'm gonna run to my neighbor. I'm gonna pack my stuff. I'm gonna go to a different part of the world because God's called me. How quickly would you be available today? To me, that's what I believe God's asking us. When you're on the flight and they have an emergency, they declare emergency, the first thing they do is they ask him, what's your emergency? And the second question they ask him is the most important question you probably could ever ask. How many, what's the word? Souls. How many souls are on board? Souls. Because that's the most important part of that plane. It's the people going there to get their destination. If for some reason there's an accident or you don't make it or it crashes or some other crazy thing, how many people should we be looking for on the ground? How many souls are on this plane? Now think about us living our life. We have to ask ourselves, how many souls has God called us to reach? How many souls are we running after? And who are we gonna rescue with the gospel? Now you may not know God's calling your life today, but I believe God is calling you, amen? And if you just put your ear to the Bible, you just listen long enough, God's gonna speak over the intercom and say, now's the time to get up. And I hope you're the first person to make it. Run to the front. I mean, I wish I had enough medical background to run to the front, right? <laughs> wish I could land a plane. <laughs> you see me get in the cockpit, you better start praying. Come on, somebody, right? <laughs> but you have the gospel in your life. You have the ability to train your life. You can read the word of God. And when somebody says, Man, I'm struggling, I don't know what to do with my life, you can say, You know what? Jesus has a plan for you. And this is what the verse says. Because I was on a flight one time with my wife and we were talking through scripture and we were talking about the scripture I memorized. I know the scripture in my heart is what God has for you. You can land the plane, amen? You can share souls. That's what God is calling you to do. Wherever you go, wherever you go, that's biblical, right? Matthew 28, 19, as you go, anywhere. So as you graduates go on to whatever God's calling you to do, the most important thing is bring Jesus everywhere you go, amen? 
to make much of Jesus. Father, we come before you. God, I pray our church would be surrendered to you. I wanna pray for those who are Jesus followers today. They believe that God is just saying, hey, I need you to be available. I need you to be so available if I call you, you're gonna run out of that seat to serve me. I'll be the most available person for Jesus today. God, I need to surrender to Jesus. I'll put him first in my life. God, bring your throne into my heart. God, use me if you use anybody, God. I'm available if you call. If that's you today and you're Jesus following, God's speaking to you. Just saying, man, I want you to be a rescue mission of souls today. To be available for the call of God. If that's you, just raise your hand high in this place. Say yes to Jesus. Man, surrender to Jesus. Come on, see your hands across this room. Come on, thank you, Jesus. God, you see the hearts. You see the hands, you know the hearts. God, use our church, God. Just be a vessel. It is empty of ourselves, just full of you. Your voice become greater in our lives. God, we become less. God, call our graduates out just to do great things for you. God, extraordinary things, more than we can think or imagine. God, do more than we did. God, for your glory and your kingdom to see people's lives change, bring rescue mission for you. God, pray for one group of people in the house. That's those who say, you know what? Man, I'm one of those souls that needs rescue. I'm one of those souls that needs somebody to tell me about Jesus. I'm one of those souls that need the grace, the great grace and the great love and the great mercy of God today. I'm the soul that needs Jesus, the one that ran to us and down across for me. And today I want to have that in my life. The Bible says anybody who calls the name of the Lord will be saved, forgiven, and set free, made new. Today, if you need Jesus, I want to invite you. This is your moment to start a relationship with Jesus. And I'd be looking around. If you need Jesus, we just raise your hand in this place. I'm not going to call you out and make it awkward, but if you need Jesus, we just put your hand in the air and say, I need Jesus. Come on, let Jesus know you need him. I'll see you guys' hands. That's you. You just pray this prayer. This prayer doesn't save you, but your heart towards him. Just say, Father God, thank you so much for sending yourself here to tell the world about me. God, thank you so much for loving me enough to die on a cross. God, see what you did for me. God, no other response but to lay down my life as an offering to you. God, take it. God, take every bit of it. God, I don't have much to give, but you can have it. You have all the good. You have all the bad. God, take my sin as far as the east is from the west. God, use my life. God, you can have my tomorrows. God, I surrender to you, and I pray this in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. Come on, let's give it up for Jesus. Come on, let's go rescue some souls. Amen. If you made that decision today, committed your life to Christ, we are so excited for you. And we have some tools that we want to help you along your journey with that. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to grab out that connection card on your seat. Um, check the box that says, I committed my life to Christ. And what's going to happen is you drop that in the bucket in just a couple minutes. Um, tomorrow, our team is going to mail you a book called Begin. Because the most important thing you say, okay, I'm starting this journey with Jesus. I'm trusting with my life. Now what? Well, this is a really quick little read, about 100 pages, but it's going to help you know what do I do now? What steps do I take on this journey of committing my life to Jesus and how do I follow him? And so it's our gift to you. We want to be a blessing to you. So just check that box and drop that in the bucket when it passes by. Also, if you're joining us here in person, your journey with Jesus can start today. Sean talked a lot about getting into the word of God. And so on the table in the back in those red bags, we have a free Bible for you. It's our gift to you. And so grab it today. Get started on your journey with Jesus. We want nothing more. Um, that's the most awesome thing that you can do. 
And then for all of us, I have a couple of next steps that we can do. We talked a lot today about being available to God, to listening to his voice and just to helping to know, you know, what is the next step that he has for me? And so we have a couple things coming up at Real Life. And the first one is this next Sunday is Mother's Day. And we have a very special morning plan to celebrate all the moms, all the women, all of those people who have just meant so much important to our lives. Um, and we have a special way to honor that day. And um, the first thing you need to know is that we are doing three gatherings that day as well to make more space for people to come. Those are going to be at 8.30, 10, and 11.30. So pick which time you want to come to in there. We would love to have you out. But the second thing is this. We're doing a special day, and the gift that we have to honor everybody who comes um, is a free professional family portrait. So get the family, invite your family out, invite your mom out to get a photo with her. We're going to have a couple of different photo booths set out in the hub, not just booths, but actual like professional backdrops and photographers taking those photos together with some, you know, drapes on the side so you can kind of have that moment together as a family. You're going to want to sign up for a spot for that. There's going to be openings before and after each of those gatherings and you want to go to our website to the events page. You can sign up for your little five minute slot for your family to be reserved their spot to get your photos taken. Um, and why do we do all this? And it's really it's because souls matter to God just like um, Sean was talking about. And souls matter to us. And that's why we do this. That's why we set this up. That's why we have this whole thing. So that people who are far from God can experience Jesus. And so I want you to be thinking about who can I invite? Who can I pray for? Who in my family could come out? Who can I convinced to come take a picture with me, you know, get on your Sunday best or your matching shirts or kind of whatever you have to do for that. Um, but we're going to do something really special leading into that this week. And so um, this Wednesday um, from 1 p.m. all the way through 7.30 p.m. at our Hope Center, we're doing something we haven't done called a digital missions trip. Um, this is going to be your opportunity this week to say, you know what? Yes, God, I'm available. I want to be a part of making a difference. And so you can come out to our Hope Center anytime during those hours. It's open house, open time. There's going to be chairs set out. There's going to be music playing. There's going to be an opportunity to sit and pray for the move of God in our city, for the move of God here at Real Life, for people in our life that we know that are far from God. And take about 20, 30 minutes and sit and have that moment there. But then there's also going to be some resources where you can say, okay, I prayed for that. Now I am equipped to send a text to that person I've been thinking about and praying about. I have um, can send them a message inviting them out to Mother's Day this coming Sunday. I can share some things on my social media intentionally in this time space to say I want to make a difference for what God is doing. And so I invite you out. It's open. It's a great chance to come check out and see our Hope Center and just take a few minutes out of your week to focus in um, on all that God has for you. And so I hope that you'll do that. People spend so much time on their phones and on social media. Let's use them for good. Let's use them as a tool to invite people people to Jesus that we know that are far from God. And so thank you guys so much for an incredible morning honoring our graduates. It's because of your generosity that we are able to have a youth group, that they are able to do fun stuff and go to camps and ha eat a lot of chicken nuggets and all the random stuff that they do in youth. It's because of your generosity. And so thank you for that. If you are, um, a part of real life you call real life home and you're like, you know, I want to get in on that. I want to be a part of what God's doing. There's three ways you can do that. You can go to reallifechurchkc.com and click give. You can text any dollar amount to five, gosh, wow, eight, four, three, two, one. Or you can drop cash or check in the buckets when they pass by in just a second or in the giving box in the back. We have envelopes back there if that's more convenient for you. And so this is going to be your chance. Um, shoot us a prayer request. We'd love to pray for you. Let us know that you're here. Check that box that you attend or 
or if you've made some decisions for Jesus, grab those cards and drop them in the buckets. And as always, if you or your family are in immediate need of food, clothing, or shelter, please reach into the bucket, grab out any loose cash that you see. Um, we want to be a blessing to you and your family in your time of need. So check this out. You out to Mother's Day here at Real Life Church on May 14th. We have an incredible Sunday plan. It's gonna be lots of fun, heartfelt moments with God, especially for your moms and your family. One of the greatest things God has for you is the desire to give you the peace only found in Jesus. And so this is what Mother's Day is all about for us. If the Prince of Peace, Jesus, would just take you away from distractions and the hustle and bustle of life and the peace of God to rest on you. And so not just moms, but this day is for the entire family. That's right. We are gonna have encouraging worship that speaks right to your heart and a message that will bring peace and strength to your soul. And we have something extra special for the whole family. We are gonna have free family portraits taken by professional photographers all across our building, individually set up photo booths before and after each gathering so you can capture that special family moment on Mother's Day, a gift that you'll cherish for your lifetime. And you are gonna be able to download your image to print or share however you would like. It's gonna be an awesome time. Yeah, it's incredible, it's absolutely free. And so I'd encourage you, bring your entire family out and get your spot reserved for your family portraits, uh, your spot reserved for the gathering of multiple gathering options on May 14th. We'd love to see you. Can't wait to see you at Real Life this Mother's Day. See you guys later. Bye, see you there. And Real Life, we can't wait to see you next week on Mother's Day. But hey, before we go, can we give it up one more time for our 2023 graduates? Yes, we're so excited for you guys. Man, well, hey, the party isn't over yet because out there in the hub before you go, we've got cake and refreshments. That's open to all of us, so dig in. And families of grads, we got a photo booth, so make sure you stop by and get a pic as a family today. Hey, if you need some prayer this morning, we'll have people down here in front that would love to pray for you. And don't forget, next week, three gathering times, 8.30, 10, or 11. Can't wait to see you there. And remember, whoever finds Jesus discovers real life and purpose. Have a great week.